0: Let's turn to Psalm twenty-four. Psalm twenty-four. We're going to be bouncing around, so it's kind of hard to pick one to start with. But this will be a good one. Um, this will be a good one to read and start with, and then uh, kind of build on from there. But I love God's word. I love uh, you know how it it uh, you know it explains things, and sometimes you uh, the problem that people have. Uh, with the Word of God and explaining things is they think they can go a lot of times to just one place and get the entire answer, and God's Word doesn't work like that. You know, a lot of times if you want to build something, you know, especially about a subject or a topic or whatever, you have to go throughout both the Old and the New Testament, so we're going to do that tonight. Uh, And uh, uh, I just, I pray that God will help us tonight to see. uh, But Psalm 24, we're going to look at verses 3. And four, it says this, so Psalm 24, three says, who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands, and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully we'll read verse 5-2 he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation let's go to the Lord in prayer dear Heavenly Father we thank you so much for your word tonight Lord I pray that you would use me Lord that you would make this clear tonight to us that the Holy Spirit would teach open up our eyes and our ears tonight Lord that we can draw closer to you to learn of you and Lord we thank you in advance for all things and for every that you're going to do, Lord, you're doing so much in our lives and in this church. In, the, in Jesus' name we pray, and amen. So one of the things I'm going to look at is uh, uh, that it, there is a question, uh, it, it's uh, in, in here and in another verse we're going to look at in a second, but it says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? Uh, and then also uh, Proverbs 30 in verse 4 has a similar question worded a little different. Who hath ascended up into heaven? And that's what I want to look at tonight. Who can ascend or how do you ascend up to heaven? How do you go to heaven? You know that? And it seems like an obvious answer, but, you know, I want to look at what God's word says, what it says about actually uh, ascending or traveling to heaven. It gives requirements of that. And I want to look at that tonight. Uh, You know, many say that Jesus is a good moral man, right? He was a good moral example. Maybe they'll say he was a good teacher. You know, they like the Sermon on the Mount. They like different things things that he said, or some may even call him a prophet. You know, there are some that call Jesus a prophet, but they don't believe that he's God. You know, and that's what sets us apart. We believe that Jesus is God. Uh, we believe he was fully God, fully man. So one of the questions is, why do we believe these things? Why do we believe he's more than just a good moral example, more than just a good teacher? I'll give you one example because he ascended into heaven he ascended into heaven and that's one and that was the question again like I said uh, there in Proverbs who hath ascended up into heaven or descended who hath gathered the wind in his fists? who hath bound the waters in a garment who hath established all the ends of the earth what is his name Is what is and what is his son's name if thou canst tell so there's some questions we see both in Psalm uh, uh, Psalm 24 and in Proverbs 30 we, a- asking the question of who has ascended unto heaven. And you know, if we go into the Old Testament, several men went directly from earth to heaven without dying. You know, we've got two examples that, that are, are pretty clear uh, in the Old Testament. Enoch's one of them. He's one of my favorite Bible characters. Uh, it blesses my heart when I look at his life and try to think about it. Uh, we, don't, we only have a couple verses on him, but in Genesis five twenty four, when he's first introduced, it says, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God took him. God yeah. took him straight from earth to heaven. Hebrews chapter 11 says, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. So we see whether you want to call it God taking him, whether you want to call it translating, and we struggle with that word today because we think of different Bible versions, uh, but really it's uh, the word we use a lot is rapture. He took him from here to there in a split second but he he took him to heaven but it was clear that God was the one that took him to heaven Enoch didn't go to heaven on his own and then the other one's Elijah. In 2 Kings 2.11, it says, Behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder, Elijah from Elisha. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. So he went again straight into heaven. Neither men died, uh, but they went straight to heaven from this earth. Uh, And they are both, uh, you know, just two examples of what is not normal. You know, normally men die, uh, but God gave us these two examples. But again, Elijah didn't go to heaven doing, by himself. The whirlwind took him. That's what it said. Uh, it took him to heaven. And so we see God translating Enoch. That's a picture of the rapture of the church. And then Elijah's pick up and carried into heaven. Uh, so it wasn't their own will. It wasn't their own strength. God did it for both of these men. So guess what? Neither of these men can fulfill what Proverbs 34 is saying, or or in Psalm 24, who hath ascended up into heaven. Enoch didn't. Elijah didn't. They didn't do it by themselves. God took them both. So neither of them were able to measure it up. And again, in in Psalm 24 that we looked at, it says, who shall ascend into the hill unto the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? Verse 4 gives requirements. You know what it says? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. And guess what? We can go through both the Old Testament and the New Testament in Scripture, and we do not see a man or woman that measures up to that. We don't see it. We don't see any uh, that fulfilled these requirements perfectly their entire life. And even if they were, Men is born into sin, right? The sin from Adam is carried on from generation to generation. And, and, and just in case you think that that's not fair, that we're born in sin, uh, that we are conceived in sin. We've got a sin nature. Listen, we practice sin too. Even if we didn't have that, every one of us sin and we sin continually. Uh, you know, hopefully we sin less than before uh, and, and different things like that. But I'm telling you, we are all sinners, And in the Old Testament, we've got Ecclesiastes 7.20. For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. And I like Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Praise God. Aren't you glad that he did that? Not the iniquity of some. Not part of our iniquity. But all of it uh, was put on Jesus Christ. Every single human being has failed God. The Bible makes that clear, both the Old and the New Testament. Normally we use Romans, but I'm using the Old Testament this time. Uh, That shows the same thing. None of us could live a a sinless uh, human life until one day God came to this earth, right? He was born of a virgin. uh, Jesus was born. He lived a sinless life. He was glorified by the Father. He died on the cross. His blood was shed for the remission of sins. He was buried publicly. Uh, They knew where he was buried at and then on that third day they came to anoint his body uh, with spices that day uh, but the tomb was empty praise God and he rose from the dead I love the verse that says all according to the scriptures right that's what it was done Jesus lived the sinless life that you and I could not and he did that what did it say he that hath clean hands that's Jesus he that had and a pure heart that's Jesus right who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity he was humble jesus nor sworn deceitfully uh, there was no guile in his mouth every promise that he made is true nothing but truth came out of his lips he did all of these things no violence he committed no violence yet men hated him right we see this over and over again why because jesus preached repentance right and he preached that he was the son of god they couldn't stand those two things. That, they, uh, that somebody would say that they're not living right. The Jews couldn't stand that and then saying that he was God. That's right. They're thinking, no, no way. Well, Romans 3.10, I did put this in there. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. And then 3.23, for all have sinned and come of sure the glory of God. And aren't you glad that once you've admitted you're a sinner, then guess what? You still can't ascend unto heaven, right? Uh, just because of that. Uh, But we can turn to Jesus Christ for salvation, right? We can turn to him and he's the one who came from heaven, right? Because didn't it say who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? He did both, right? He came down to this earth and he went back up into earth or from earth into heaven. We can turn to him and he is the one that can make us worthy of heaven and he is the one that can take us there, praise God. But guess what? When we talk about ascension and who can ascend up into heaven do you realize before man was even on the picture we've got someone who said and who felt in his heart that he could do that isaiah 14 12 how art thou fallen from heaven O Lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations for thou hast said in thine heart I will ascend into heaven I will exalt my throne above the stars of God I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north I will ascend above the heights of the clouds I will be like the most high yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the Pit. Before man was even on the picture, before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, there's Lucifer and all of his glory and beauty and everything else. And the Bible says that he said, not even with his lips, but in his heart. Yeah. I'll ascend unto heaven. I'll do it. I will do this myself. And that's the beginning. That's the first fall right there. Why? Because he's saying, I will be like the Most High. Not only will I get there, I'm going to be just like God. It was pride that was in his heart. And I believe Ezekiel said it was because of his beauty that he had, that the pride was there. But one of the things that we get from this passage is not not, not just what happened to Lucifer and what his future is. But do you notice it explains. It says, yeah, uh, if you're going to ascend into heaven, it says, uh, uh, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also uh, above upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north i will send up ascend above the heights of the clouds do you realize it gives us a little clue there if you want to get to heaven on your your own you're going to have to get past the stars And then once you get past the stars, well, also past the clouds, then past the stars, and then past this mount of the congregation of the sides of the north. I don't even know what that is, but you got to go past that too. And then you can get to heaven. And I thought, just thinking of this, see, man, we've been able to go past the clouds but the next thing is the stars, right? We would have to go past the stars. And I was looking some things up. And I don't want to, I don't like to give numbers too often. But I, I, I was amazed by this. Uh, you know, scientists, even today, I looked it up today just in case to see if they figured it out. They still do not know how big our universe is. They don't know. They have no idea. The best they can say, and I found a couple different estimates, as far as we can observe, uh, not really with our eyes or telescopes, uh, but with different types of radio waves and everything else, they say we can tell that it's at least 43 to 93 billion light years away, but they have no idea what's beyond that. No clue. And remember, a light year is how fast light travels in an entire year. You know, when you flip the switch, it comes on almost instantly. Now imagine that light zipping through space in a vacuum, nothing to stop it. It takes that far. And it's even beyond ourselves to even comprehend that. So we're saying, listen, uh, uh, that far away or 252 trillion miles away, that's how far we know that the, uh, the universe goes. And guess what? I looked up. You realize humans still, as far as I know, have only gone as far as the moon, right? We want to go to Mars, but we haven't gone there yet. The moon is only 239,000 miles away. Guess what? You have to go a million times further than that. And you're still not to the edge of what scientists say is as far as they can see as our stars. And yet you'd have to go further. And you'd have to do it within one lifetime, because that's all you get, right? So when you say, I'm going to go to heaven on my own, you've got to get beyond the stars. We can't even get past the moon yet. There's no way. There's no way. You've got to go past the stars and past the congregation of, uh, of the north, the mountain of the congregation, with us. You have to get past all of that. And Lucifer claimed it, right? He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ascend up to heaven, and I'm going to to exalt my throne above the stars of God. I'm going to put my throne above his, and yet he said, I'm going to get above God. And what happened? He got lower after that. And in fact, uh, there's coming a day where he's going even lower than he is today. He was cast down to earth, but he's going to be in the pit forever. Praise God. But one of the things that amazed me is the sin that is going to send the devil to the pit what started it all wasn't the murdering although he is a murderer right we know this it wasn't that it was pride in his heart that started it all pride and that's what started all of these things in the chain of events that happened but he said he's ascending up into heaven and he's not men have said they're going to heaven on their own and they're not but guess what Jesus, there in John 6, he had talked about the bread of life. And then after that, verse 61, when Jesus knew in himself, he already knew without them saying it, that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, doth this offend you? Verse 62, what and if ye shall see the son of man ascend up where he was before? You know what he said right there? He is saying, hey, in that passage, uh, he talked about uh, a couple verses later, uh, a lot of the disciples of Jesus, it says, went back and walked no more with him. Why? Because he claimed that he was God, number one. And remember the manna? Uh, They said, oh, it was was Moses that did that. He said, no, no, no. He said, I am the bread of life. I'm the manna that came down from heaven. I'm God. That's what he's telling them clearly. And they struggled with that. They said, now, wait a second. You're the carpenter. right? You're the son of Joseph. You're the one claiming to be God. You claim that you've already been to heaven. You were alive when Moses was, you know, uh, and Moses is gone and everything else. They they couldn't wrap their mind around it because it would have taken faith for all of that. But he said, Jesus said, I can make it to heaven. Not only that, he said, I'm going to ascend to heaven myself. I don't need a chariot. I don't need a whirlwind. I don't need God the Father. He said, I am ascending myself. That's what he's saying. And he said, maybe you'll see it. If they stuck around, if they live long enough, maybe you will see it. It would have taken faith for them to believe that. Many refused, like I said. But his disciples later on, aren't you glad? Jesus asked, "Are you going to go away too? Right? Are you are you going to leave with the rest of them with the with the bunch that left?" And didn't Simon Peter? He said a lot of crazy things, but he said this, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the Living God. He said, "Hey, uh, I know. I I don't know a lot of things, but I know uh, you are God. You are." the crisis to come and I believe you're going to go to heaven. I believe you can do it. And then we fast forward, right? Jesus gives his life on the cross. He dies for our sins. He he uh, uh, he dies and is buried. Uh, and then on that Sunday morning, uh, like I already said, before it was yet dawn, there's Mary Magdalene and the other women. They were going to the tomb to finish anointing Jesus' body with spices. The problem is they had to rush and bury him. Remember, they said, hey, we need to break these legs. We got to get them off these crosses because it's about to be a feast day. We don't want this to ruin our feast day. You know how ridiculous that's? We don't want it to ruin our religious celebration. That's what they're saying. So we want you to break their legs. They break the one's leg. They break the other one. For some reason, they skip Jesus. I think they were a little worried. Then they get to him and are amazed he's already dead right well they get him buried because before sundown they've got to start the feast so they're rushing to get them buried they couldn't do all the anointing all the things that the jews would have done they just kind of had to hastily do a little bit and throw him in the tomb and wait till later well that sunday morning they were going to finish all the stuff to bury him all all the rituals that they were going to do the problem is when they got to the tomb the stone was rolled away and the body wasn't there right where have you taken him that's what she's asking she's tore up. Mary is she's she's thinking uh, she looks inside the angels ask you know what are you looking for and then she turns around and she's sees a man that she thinks is the gardener right it's Jesus she has no idea who it is she's turning around and she's asking Jesus where have they taken the body where's your body basically where have they taken it Uh, and thinking that he's a gardener until he says one word he says her name, Mary, right? Aren't you glad that us as sheep of the church, his sheep know His voice? And as soon as He said her name, she knew exactly who He was. And then Jesus said this in John 20, 17. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. Here's the thing. Uh, again, says saying i am not yet ascended but i will ascend it's coming i will do it again no whirlwind no escort no angels no no rocket ship nothing else he said i'm going to heaven myself and says don't you touch me until i do that you know what i love the next thing that happens in chronological order is Hebrews chapter 9. Now you may not get this from everybody, but I'll tell you in a minute why I know this happened next. It says this in Hebrews 9, 11, but Christ being come, and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us all and I would read this whole chapter but we don't have time but down to verse 24 for Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are figures of the true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Jesus Christ, when he died, shed his own blood, and when he rose from the dead, he told Mary, don't touch me yet, for I have not yet ascended. And then he ascends up into heaven, takes his own blood. What's it say? Uh, 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 He's a high priest uh, in a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. He went to the tabernacle that's in heaven. Man didn't make that one. But in fact, the one that was on this earth was... Was a pattern of the one that's in heaven. He went up to that one. He didn't bring a sacrifice of a lamb or a goat or anything else. But it says by his own blood, he took that in there. He sprinkled it on the mercy seat and everything else and obtained eternal redemption for us all. Praise God. And that's what he did in the presence of God for us. And you're saying, well, Mike, now how do you know it happened right after that? I'll tell you this. Remember what he said to Mary. He said, don't touch me for I've ascended. We fast forward later that day. That was early in the morning when that happened. Later in the evening, the early evening... What happens? There's two on the road to Emmaus, right? They're confused. They're coming from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And then there's a third that walks up right beside them. And they're, they're, they're talking about the events. And there's Jesus. They don't know it yet. And he asks them, you know, somebody asked me the other day if, if the Lord has a sense of humor. Absolutely he does. Because he asks them, why are you so sad? And they say, well, haven't you heard the things that are, you know, taking place? I'm paraphrasing. And Jesus says, what things? What things? What are you talking about? It was him. So there they are walking. Remember, and there he is. Uh, He tells them about, he gives them uh, the best, the greatest Bible study ever uh, known to man as he shows himself in the entire Old Testament to them. And then as he breaks bread, they realize and he, he blesses it. They realize it's him and then he's gone. So they go rush back to tell the disciples, right? They're all in a room together. Uh, They're all, uh, the doors are locked. And as they're retelling the story before they can get to the end, there Jesus appears in the middle of the room. You know what he says to them? Remember, he told Mary that morning, touch me not, I have not yet ascended. Luke 24, 39. This is the evening of the same day, Resurrection Day, Easter Sunday, whatever you want to call it. Jesus said, well, first they were afraid. They thought he was a ghost. They thought he was a spirit. Jesus says, Luke 24, 39, behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself handle me And see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. What's handle me say? Touch me. Go ahead. Touch the prince. Remember, somebody was missing that day. Thomas. Right? And they tried to tell Thomas and he doesn't believe it. Eight days later. They're in in a room again. The doors are locked. They're all together. Thomas is there this time. What happens? Jesus appears. He goes, looks right at Thomas, and he says this John 20, 27. He says to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. What's he saying? Put your finger inside the nail print. Stick your hand in that spear wound into my side. You yeah. see that it's really me. Touch me. Amen. Touch me. You're saying, now wait a second. He said, touch me not. And people struggle with this. Oh, it must be a contradiction. Because he told Mary Magdalene not to touch him. And then later on, he's telling everybody to touch him. Well, something happened in the middle. Not just time passed. He went to heaven. Yeah. He ascended unto heaven. My goodness. But you know what? Even today, you and I still can't ascend to heaven by ourselves. We can't get there, right? They can't, even even the billionaires of this world can build the best rocket ship and they might be able to get to Mars in our lifetime. I don't know. Maybe it'll take them longer. They might be able to do that. But I'm not, I don't know about you. I'm not looking for maybes. And could be's and plans, uh, and plans of this world, and dreams, and everything else. You know what I'm looking for? 1 Thessalonians 4 16 for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall ride first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words you and I still can't get to heaven on our own but guess what Jesus Christ is going to descend. He's not coming all the way not to get the church. He's coming at some point midway and then what's he going to do? He's going to catch every one of us up. Guess what? You and I still don't need to do it on our own. There's Jesus. He's getting ready to take us one day and that could be just any moment now. That's comforting. I don't know about you. Any moment. What's he going to say? I don't know. But I know he got Mary's attention just by saying her name. Who knows if he just says our name, we look up and that's it. There we are together with him forever in the clouds. You know what blesses me is I, I'm one of those people that looks at the order of things, you know, what comes first and everything else. And it 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 was a couple of years ago that I really realized in that passage that it says the dead in Christ shall rise first, right? then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Dead in Christ first, and then we are coming together. And the Lord's right in the middle of all. What a reunion. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul in the vanity and you're sworn deceitfully. You and I can't meet any of those requirements at all. But Jesus Christ did. Amen. And because of him and his righteousness, we call on his name for salvation. Then, not because we've then at some point we have, uh, we're, we're now magically worthy. No, uh, his righteousness is put on our account. And our sins are taken away. And then he will bring us to heaven. Aren't you glad he's already made the trip? Right? Many people say he ascended 40 days after he rose. He did. But I believe he already made another trip before then. At least one. He knows the way. Right? He knows the way from earth into heaven. I'm trusting in him to take me there. I'm not waiting for a rocket ship, a comet, or anything else. I'm waiting for Jesus. Aren't you? Praise God. The devil couldn't do it. Men have been trying to do it, and they say that they're going to do it, but they can't. None of that can happen. Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Jesus Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Jesus, he's the creator. Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Jesus. Who hath established all the end of the earth? Jesus. What is his name? It's Jesus. What is his son's name? Or uh, God the Father? Jesus is his son's name. If thou canst tell, they couldn't tell back in Proverbs. But we can praise his name today. It's Jesus. I'm going to ask everyone to stand tonight.